Welcome to Everyday Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Cynthia Thurlow. This podcast is designed to educate, empower, and inspire you to achieve your health and wellness goals. My goal and intent is to provide you with the best content and conversations from leaders in the health and wellness industry each week and impact over a million lives. Today, I had the honor and privilege of re-interviewing Dr. Anna Kabeca. She joined me originally in episode 94. Today, we dove deep into her new book, Menu Pause. But first, we talked a great deal about the need for female empowerment, the stigma of middle age, as well as perimenopause and menopause, how intimacy is actually the key to connection and how important it is to really understand the physiologic changes that occur in a woman's body as she enters this new time in her life, as Dr. Anna refers to it, pausing and understanding the key role of oxytocin, this really important connection hormone, and how important it is to be very solution-based for how to approach this time frame in our lives. So we dove deep into statistics and the microbiome, not only of our gut, but our vagina. We talked about her six-day plans, keto green, a plant-based option, a carnivore option, a cleanse and carb moderate plan, how these changes can actually improve our physiology and stabilize symptoms. We even dove into stubborn weight gain issues, the health needs of women at middle age. And lastly, spoke briefly about how different cultures view middle age. And it's a really exciting conversation. I'm thrilled to be able to bring this to you. Well, Dr. Anna, I'm so excited to have you back and even more so to talk about your new book. (laughs) I'm thrilled too, Cynthia. Thank you. Our books, man, I tell you, it is the time. The time is right for this information. It it couldn't be better timing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it was interesting when I was reviewing your book, one of the things that really stood out to me was a statistic that you mentioned that of the individuals that are going into obstetrics and gynecology, that only 20% of them are trained in menopause medicine. Mm -hmm. And I just found that astounding. Like in so many ways, we're so focused on contraception and pregnancy and the postpartum period And then it's almost as if when women are done having childbearing, their childbearing years, they suddenly become irrelevant and invisible. And I love that you're helping to change that narrative, that we're both helping to change that narrative. Yeah, no, it's so powerful. And I think about that as, you know, because we go through our healthcare with the OBGYN as our priority doc, really, that's it you know, taking care of our feminine needs, our gynecologic problems, any vaginal health issues. And as a resident, certainly we're trained and I was trained at Emory, one of the best, if not the best in the nation, plug Emory, (laughs) but we've recently, you know, developed a menopause clinic. And even with the menopause clinic, I mean, you have to rotate through and it's a very brief exposure to really menopausal medicine. And we know that what we have, what we're, what's being offered certainly isn't ideal, you know, with synthetic hormone replacement therapy. And what I have found through my education and my career now, 30 years in medicine. So, and in my own personal journey, it's that it's not, Less than 1% is what we do from a prescription pad and a surgical procedure. 
Really, it is the empowerment. And that's why I love what you're doing, Cynthia, because you are empowering women to take control of their health and to see the results, like see for yourself, just see for yourself. And that's what I really want to empower women for this transformation. So, because there's, you know, menopause should be magical. And I always say there's magic in the pause. Yeah. Well, and I think on so many levels, we're such an ageist focused society. And I think many women fear and have a tremendous amount of shame about this time period in their lives. In fact, I, right before I jumped on to record with you, I have a eight week program and most of the women are in perimenopause, you know, the five to 10 years preceding menopause. And so many of them are like, what is it going to be like? Am I going to have hot flashes? Will I need hormone replacement therapy? What if my sleep gets terrible? What if my vagina dries up? You know, I'm so uncomfortable having these conversations. I can't have them with my significant other. I feel uncomfortable having them with, you know, my healthcare provider. And so on so many levels, I think that we have to destigmatize this transitional period in our lives and really embrace all the wonderful things that come out of it. I think it's the most creative time for a lot of women because they feel like they have the ability to focus on something other than perhaps their children or young children, maybe they're farther along in their careers, maybe they're more established in their relationships. And so on so many levels, it gives us incredible opportunities to really grow as individuals and reestablish our own identities. Because, you know, for so many years, we're put in one bucket, we're like the mom bucket, the doctor bucket, the nurse practitioner bucket. And now you can be so much more than just those things. It's not that they're minimized, they're still incredibly important. But we view ourselves very differently. I feel like much more confident and much more self-assured at this stage of life than I did even 10 or 15 years ago. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I think it's this time, like, you know, there is time in menopause to reevaluate our priorities and prioritizing ourselves Cause it's true. It's through our energy that we are helping others. It's through our energy that we're helping others. You can't give from an empty bucket, right? It has to come from an overflowing cup. So that's a really important thing that I want women to know. And the other thing you mentioned is, you know, the difficulty in talking with your doctors and I'm pretty friendly, right? I'm uh, Mm -hmm. known as the girlfriend doctor for a reason. I love my (laughs) patients. They all would say I'm their friend, right? And I wanted, I needed to listen to what my patients were saying. And even with that, it's the last piece of the conversation when my hands on the door, unless I've asked on my hands on the door as I'm ready to leave, you know, Dr. Anna, I really, you know, am feeling a very low libido or I'm struggling with painful sex or, you know, and that's a three hour conversation. And one of the reasons that, you know, and I've been in this space, I really have a heart for intimacy and relationships for lasting long-term healthy relationships, marriages for the rest of our life. Right. And so over my many years of practice and working in this area, the, you know, intimacy is, it's stigmatized. Like a a woman doesn't want to say, you know, I'm just experiencing vaginal dryness or, you know, I'm not feeling turned on in that can say, I'm not feeling turned on by my husband. And that's not what she's saying at all. Right. And that's not how it should be interpreted. And the answer is not in watching sexy films, right. Or giving you more testosterone. Mm -hmm. The answer is not there. And in my conversation, because I wanted to create something for women that helps them with this, you know, empowers them with in healing vaginal dryness, healing from incontinence. And so my product, Jolva, it's like Volva with a J, Jolva, 
I created that. And still like with that, I've heard more conversations and more opening up about it, but yet there's still the stigma. So it just like keeps me, what's the one next right step that I can do for myself and for my patient. So a funny way, you'll have to let me know what you think. And I'd love to know what your audience thinks. So a funny way I've, I've designed to overcome this is because you know, my Jolva, you can put it on your upper lips to help with those lip lines and lipstick bleeds, oh. as well as your lower lips. <laughs> and and somewhere we're like, Dr. Ann, I know this is for my vulva. I don't feel comfortable using it on my lips. I'm like, okay, easy enough. So I created another formula for the upper lips and I'm packaging them together as the lip duo, upper lips and lower lips. We have to take care of them both, but it's clitoris to anus. And I'm telling you, I had a call from a a good friend today who's amazing, amazing influencer woman, right? A nine-figure business. And she said, you know, I'm having uh, dryness, which I haven't experienced before, recently 50. I'm having dryness and it's not my partner. I'm so turned on by him. I'm like, oh, see, there's that connection again. You're not dry because you're not turned on. You're not. And that's not it. There's more to it. There's physiology. Like no matter how much we smile, we're going to get laugh lines. Mm -hmm. So it's good, but we don't want lines down there. And then the other piece was, you know, itching around the anus and discomfort. And so it's, you apply clitoris to anus and there's nothing worse than a surgically having to separate a atrophied clitoris. I mean, there's just, just that should never get there. It should never get there. And there's so many things that we can do. So creating like eliminating the stigma around that, taking care of clitoris to anus. I know we were going to talk about keto and all that good stuff and fasting, Cynthia, but you know, I'm just so passionate about this. And we, it's even behind closed doors, but start having girlfriend conversations. I want to challenge the audience, talk to your guests, best girlfriend and say, what's going on? You know, how is the intimacy with your spouse? What's going on? Because often the disconnect in the bedroom leads to disconnect in other areas of your life. And the same thing, disconnect in other areas of your life leads to disconnect in the bedroom. But that's where we get oxytocin. That's the, you know, I think between the kitchen and the bedroom, those are high oxytocin rooms in your house. So you want to acknowledge that healing hormone of oxytocin through pleasure, self-pleasure, intimacy, orgasm, laughter, fun, joy, and that's healing medicine. Like I say, if you take nothing out of this conversation, it's to increase more oxytocin in your life. And there are times when you're so down and isolated and depressed, you don't even want to. So you have to play some funny movies, talk to your friend who always makes you laugh, listen to great, positive, wholesome comedy and go really positive, right? That's an anecdote in and of itself. And talk with your girlfriend about this. Are you having dryness? Is there loss of sensation? Like, or this is what I'm experiencing. What have you noticed? Incontinence. Incontinence has become a joke. Oh yeah, I have to use, I heard this the other day in my infrared yoga class, the women were like, oh yeah, of course I'm using, I've had three kids. I'm using a pad during this class. I hate that it's so soaked at the end of infrared hot yoga because we're sweating like, and I'm like, oh my God, I haven't worn, you know, I haven't worn that in forever. And then 40, I had trouble with that. I don't now at 55. So we don't have to suffer or power through anymore. We have to be empowered by the changes our bodies are making, do the right next step, take action and have a healthy community around it because we need each other to, you know, to understand, to answer questions, to deal with issues, to find solutions, to 
just share to have community and that's good medicine. So we got off, I got off on a tangent, Cynthia, we were talking about fasting. (laughs) No, but I think this is, it's an important conversation to be had because there are far too many individuals, probably people who listen to my podcast who may have questions and this will spurn them to maybe have a conversation with their medical professional, or maybe have a conversation with their husband or their significant other. But I love that you brought up oxytocin because I have learned so much through you. When I think about oxytocin, I think of you because you've made such an imprint on me as a clinician to really make sure I am endeavoring to get little oxytocin boost throughout the day. You know, it's the mother of all hormones, but even as simple as like hugging your significant or your dog, like I have two dogs and one, I call my lovey. And so he gets lots of hugs during the day because usually no one else is home. But I think it's important for people to understand the value of connection, to have those open conversations. And certainly the genitourinary symptoms that you're describing, the ones that people are really embarrassed to have a conversation about because they seem so personal and so private, that can be just a byproduct of the hormonal fluctuations that are happening in our bodies. And to your point, I remember my grandmother who had five vaginal deliveries and she and her sister who were hilarious used to talk about the pad thing everywhere they went, they had to make sure they had a pad. And it just makes me sad that we didn't know as much then as we do now in terms of how women can navigate these changes in their genital urinary systems in a way that allows them to live out the rest of their lives with dignity. Because I think that's really what it comes down to. If you are concerned that you're going to have urinary leakage or you're concerned about painful sex. I mean, that's not going to encourage intimacy. You're just going to feel uncomfortable and possibly ashamed. And you may not start the difficult conversation that you need to have so that you can better support your bodies. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, I got a few things to add to that. It's that sense that, you know, we don't have to live with it. We can use certainly Jolva. We can use bioidentical hormones vaginally mean game-changing. And I'm from a surgical background. I remember one day I did six pelvic slings for bladder slings. So in one day, I mean, it's how common, but as I got better and I started using like products like my Jolva and or bioidentical hormones, vaginal suppositories, this combination, my patients would come back in for their pre-op visit because I wanted to prep them to have the best tissue to operate on. And they like, Dr. Ann, I'm not having any more symptoms. I'm not having any more symptoms. I have done this in 80 year olds. So like to non-surgically treat their urinary incontinent symptoms, always with pelvic floor exercises and treating it hormonally. And that is just liberating. I have a woman and the other thing with that limiting it limited, it's certainly a quality of life issue, because if you are wanting to jog, exercise, take a aerobic class or a fun class, a boxing class, I don't know, anything, and you leak each time you do, you're not going to want to. I have a friend who's a physician and she sent me recently a testimonial of a 67-year-old patient. She goes, I, she said, she, the patient said, I stopped jogging 10 years ago. I started Dr. Anna's Jolva last year. I'm jogging again. I just couldn't stand wearing the panty liners. I never knew when I'd have to run and find a bathroom. And so at 67, she's jogging again. At first I was like, why are you doing that to your body? And then I was like, that's really cool. So I was very grateful and grateful to Dr. Anjali Aki who turned her on to the product and sent me the testimonial. I mean, I love that feedback from physicians because they feel empowered too. As a physician, if I can do something that improves your quality of life, that's empowering. And I've seen too many patients come through my door 
that have been on medication, say for blood pressure or cholesterol. And I'm like, do you feel better? And they're like, actually, I don't feel better. Okay. So, you know, hopefully we'll be able to get you off that stuff, but let's do things that actually give you energy, make you feel better. And this whole concept with fasting with women, and it's essential. It's why it's also part of my keto green philosophy is because then, you know, you shift from using carbs for fuel to using ketones for fuel, which is higher energy and it's higher sexuality. It is, it's the way to go to have a healthy sex life. One of the most common concerns I see in perimenopause and menopause is hair loss, hair breakage, hair shedding. And knowing that over 80 million Americans are impacted by this is both reassuring, but it's wonderful to know that there are products available that can help with these symptoms. Divi is good for those with hair shedding or thinning due to stress in perimenopause or menopause. They can be helpful for addressing dry scalp. And have you wanted to take control of your hair health but aren't sure where to start? This is where a Divi can be hugely impactful. I love their scalp serum. And we know that the scalp serum improves the appearance of breakage, nourishes our hair follicles, and removes product and oil buildup. There are some key ingredients, including tea tree oil, which works to reduce and prevent excess oil buildup on the scalp, amino acids that help to strengthen hair, fight frizz, which is my greatest concern, and reduce breakage, and copper tripeptide 1, which is a small protein composed of the three amino acids to facilitate a clean and hydrated scalp, as well as hyaluronic acid, which is nourishing and hydrating to our scalps. As I mentioned, Divi is not just for those experiencing hair loss. I found it to be hugely helpful for scalp health and all of Divi's products, including their shampoos and conditioners, come together to create a full daily solution that helps women nourish their hair and get to the root of scalp health. Do you want to take back control of your hair and scalp health and do it with clean science-backed ingredients? Go to DiviOfficial.com slash Cynthia or enter Cynthia at checkout for 20% off your first order. That's D-I-V-I official.com slash Cynthia for 20% off your first order. As I mentioned, my favorite product is the scalp serum. And now that we're in the deep throes of winter weather, it is so wonderfully nourishing and moisturizing. Today's podcast is sponsored by NutriSense. It combines cutting edge technology and human expertise so you can see how your body responds to different types of nutrition, stress, exercise, sleep, and where you are in your menstrual cycle in real time. And by pairing a continuous glucose monitor with their app and expert nutritional guidance, NutriSense can help you reach your health goals. And the best part is it's not just a program where they send you the CGM and you have to figure it out on your own. Each subscription plan includes one month of free expert nutritionist support. Your nutritionist will work with you one-on-one interpreting your data and providing customized advice to help you reach your health goals. The last time I had my CGM on, my registered dietitian and I troubleshooted over some specific concerns that I had. And whether you're aiming to lose weight, stabilize your energy, or just feel better overall, NutriSense offers the guidance and support you need. And lasting sustainable change takes time and can be achieved through a longer term subscription. That's why I encourage my patients and clients to consider three, six, or 
or 12 month subscriptions where it's actually less expensive and allows you to not only achieve your goals, but also to ensure that you stick to your healthy lifestyle for the long term. As I've mentioned before, I have found the CGMs I have used through NutriSense to be incredibly insightful, specifically to carbohydrate tolerance. I would not have known that plantains spiked my blood sugar without this information. It's also been hugely helpful for tailoring to workouts and sleep quality. And so for me, even though I am metabolically healthy, I find the insights to be particularly helpful to tailor my lifestyle changes to my blood sugar. Visit NutriSense.io slash EWP and use the code EWP for $30 off plus one month of free nutritionist support. Be sure to let them know you're a listener of the Everyday Wellness Podcast when they ask you how you heard about them. This is one of my favorite ways to take care of my health and one of my top recommendations for all of my patients and clients. Well, I have to agree wholeheartedly. And that's a perfect segue into talking about your new book, which I love the title. So menu pause. And it's just, I enjoy the colors are beautiful. The photography is beautiful. I love that you kind of touch on, you know, the changes that go on in the body, as well as kind of touching on how different cultures view menopause, which I thought was such a beautiful way to weave this theme throughout the book that how differently other cultures look at this transitional period in our lives. Whereas I feel like in many ways, in some Asian cultures in particular, women are really emulated at that stage of life. They're seen as being wise and smart and, you know, they're a standout in their community and where many women, I feel like in our culture, feel a sense of embarrassment. And, and I love knowing that we're helping to change that narrative for so many people. So they don't feel marginalized or that their needs aren't being met or they're not being articulated. So let's start with what was the impetus for creating this amazing book that has such delicious recipes? I can't wait to try them. Oh, you'll love them. You'll love them. One thing was, you know, because I started my book writing for my helping patients through menopause and hormone imbalance issues with the hormone fix. So it introduced this, like, you know, the mind blowing keto green concept, adding alkalinizers to your ketogenic, high quality ketogenic foods. And, and that's to get your body into ketosis. As women, we do things differently than men. So that's all in the hormone fix, which is, I definitely have to say mandatory reading. There's a vaginal health chapter in there too. I mean, like I couldn't not talk about sexual health. Okay. So all of that to introduce. And then I went to my keto green 16, 16 hours intermittent fasting and a 16 day keto green plan and listening to my audience, right. As a doctor listening to my patients and 16 key foods to make shopping easier, right. And food prep easier. So that was important. And then, okay. So then as we've gone through this and a year or so, two years, almost two years have passed, we're looking, okay, well, sometimes still hitting a plateau and what are you doing? So back and forth listening, what are you doing now? What was working? What's changed? Sometimes you're eating the same things all the time. And I don't care how good they are. We got to change things up or there's an autoimmune issue and we've got to change that up. Or you 
actually need more carbs or we need to like reset the microbiome or, you know, I mean, the list goes on. So it was really kind of fun. And so with menopause, Marnie Cochran's my editor. She's like, love the name. So it was like really her inspiration for menopause. She's like, what can you do with that? I'm like, oh my gosh, can do so (laughs) much with that. It's so good. Plus it makes me laugh. So there's an oxytocin boost every time someone sees menopause or says it. So it was to create five key plans that are just six days to pause something because there's magic in the pause. And let's figure out, you know, what it is that could be affecting you. So there's always the, you know, can start anywhere with any of the plans, but I did put them in an order that I think works most for everyone. But I did create a menu pause quiz to say, okay, what might be the best plan for you right now? And then, you know, where can we go from there? So I have that in the background, but so, and then because I'm first generation American and I love international foods and I didn't realize until I started sharing my recipes, how foreign so much of what is normal to me is to so many other people, but yet how it was created like herbs and spices and different foods as medicinal foods. Like just a quick example. And this is something that is very common to very uh, so many people, something like beets, right? We like beets. Beets are good for nitric oxide, but they're too much sugar. But most people will buy beets and throw away the greens. The beet greens are one of the top you know, certainly top alkalinizing foods there are. It's incredibly good for the microbiome, for the gut. It's just powerful. But we've been throwing beet greens away forever. My cousin was over, who's from Israel, and she was making, she, I was telling her, this is way back in 2014, 2015, when I was creating my keto green plans and menus. She goes, this, you just have to saute it up, but they're bitter. So saute the beet greens with onions and butter, and then squeeze lemon juice on it and that, and add salt. So that was just, and of course, olive oil, because we put olive oil on everything in the Middle East. So it was delicious and it turned my urine from acidic to alkaline. So it was that kind of thing was just powerful. And then looking at the combination, you know, when you're cooking healthy fat, a healthy, a good salt, a mineral salt, And uh, acid, the combination of fat, acid, and salt brings flavor into, and it's part of many cooking styles, traditional cooking styles. And then some very spicy foods, the reason for the spice, the cayenne, and, and is to kill parasites, right? Is to help the food stay longer to kill parasites. So I wanted to introduce some of the international ways I had hoped for this book that I would be traveling around the world and meeting. I really wanted to put a documentary around this that is still like on my mind, menopause around the world. And because of the pandemic, I wasn't able to travel. So I just connected the best I can and brought some fun philosophy and empowerment through knowing, you know, we can look around us sometimes and not see an amazing example of vibrant health in our 80s, 90s, or 100. And I want people to know that it is sustainable. Optimal health, a high quality life is sustainable. And, you know, maybe to 150. So it just starts with the little baby steps that we take now, but we don't want to live long if we're not living with quality we're not having intimacy and healthy relationships and feeling loved and happy. I mean, we want to create our home as a blue zone. Our, every one of our homes, I want to be a blue zone, a longevity, high quality longevity, connected, loving center. 
so that was the inspiration to bringing menu pause to the world and, and definitely more of a cookbook. So more of a cookbook recipe, beautiful color photography. And then there's just inherent brilliance into the plans to really just change things up. So from like more of an autoimmune plan, mm-hmm. very low on like no nightshades or peppers. And then there's a carb up plan, like a higher carbohydrate with sweet potatoes and, you know, like shakshuka from the Middle East, a good, you know, good, really sustainable breakfast. So different foods to help bring in some international fun. And then there's a a cleanse plan, six days of cleanse. And we did that live in our, my girlfriend, Dr. Club. We had many women get a quick peek at that plan because I can't, you know, we can't give too much of the book before it's out. So, and they had amazing results. One woman on the six day plan, you know, released 11 pounds of toxic waste and her waistline improved. So she lost two inches of toxicity around her waist as well. So that's releasing, you know, inflammation, releasing imbalances. And thirds often women are so are retaining so much fluid too, don't even realize it. So eliminating that is hugely important. She's kept those 10 pounds off. It's just amazing to me. I was like, wow, that's so good. Just that shift and that mindset and healing, you know, just a gut healing. It's a very gut healing protocol. It's why I put that in there. Cause sometimes three days of fasting or three day cleanse isn't enough. And I'm a big advocate of that 72 hours, but I doubled that. And that's the reason the plans are six days two 72 hour cycles. Let's see how you do 72 hours to re-epithelialize the mucosa, essentially to regenerate a new cell intestinal mucosa, 72 hours. So that's why the six days. I think it's so interesting because I love the variety. That was one of the things that I think makes it very sustainable is that whether you do it sequentially, like each one of the plans, one after the other, what I do find is the novelty of doing different focuses can be really interesting. And I love that you're already seeing such incredible results. So let's talk a little bit, obviously keto green, we're familiar with talk a little bit about, you mentioned the carb pause. So I would imagine that's probably someone that's going lower carb, probably ketogenic. What would be like, who would be an appropriate person for that? Is that someone who's really looking to lose weight? Is that their biggest focus trying to reduce inflammation? I'm trying to think about how each one could really be applicable. Cause I think that there's so many benefits from really changing things up in our diets far more than, you know, I would say monogamy is good, but food monogamy is not good. We want to make sure we're getting lots of variety in our diets and even changing things up, maybe doing plant-based for a week and then doing the carbohydrate pause. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, who ideally you were thinking of for each one of these different plans. Yeah. So the keto green extreme, uh, the carbohydrate pause plan, that's a like very low, zero carbs, right? Very low carbs. And it's more of a carnivorous plan. And sometimes people are just so sensitive. Their gut is so, their intestinal lining, their digestive tract is so eroded, essentially is so weak. So even is so much eroded, it's, you know, like the intestinal lining, we talk about leaky gut, it's, it's really mm-hmm. damaged. And so giving it anything, sometimes greens are just feeling are toxic to it. They can't digest it. They bloat, they flare, rosacea flares, for instance, you know, our psoriasis can flare, eczema, you definitely see skin conditions. So that plan was, and also for severely weight loss resistant, or just haven't ever, and also intellectually curious, just haven't ever tried to go completely, you know, nose to tail for 
in six days and how that would be. So I've struggled short term for carnivore. It's a nice bump long-term because of metabolically that's increasing uric acid. David Perlmutter really made that connection for me with his book, Drop Acid. So that connection between uric acid on a very high protein, high purine diet. So you need to balance that out. That's why the alkalinizers are important. That's why I still preach check urine pH because higher urine pH, lower uric acid, right? We want to clear that uric acid. So that's a really big part of the science behind it too. And so a little bump is good, enough time to heal that 72 hours, two cycles of 72 hours for the gut can be very powerful. And so people with a lot of joint pain, inflammatory pain have been doing keto for a while, keto green for a while. You want a really healthy plan that's balancing for women as well as men. That's the decision for that carbohydrate pause. Yeah. I love that because many of the listeners know that three years ago I was hospitalized for 13 days and I was full carnivore for nine months because I could not handle the fiber. And I'll be the first person to say that when your gut's really inflamed, if you're dealing with leaky gut, I've been on antibiotics for six weeks and antifungals, my gut was a disaster. And so that was the easiest thing for my body to digest. And so even doing it for six days, you'll see profound benefits. I love seeing this included in your book. And then also, you know, if someone has been doing a ketogenic diet for a long period of time, you know, even doing plant-based and I love that, you know, the inclusion of plant-based diet can be very helpful for people just to shake things up. You know, this whole concept of weight loss resistance, oftentimes we have to get outside of where we're comfortable in order to start seeing results. Again, if we plateaued, we're frustrated. The first thing I always say is eat more green things because oftentimes it might just be your body just needs to have a complete digestive hiccup. You know, it's like, let's do a pause, as you mentioned, or have a hiccup. And then, you know, we can start losing weight again. In terms of your plant-based, what are the predominant proteins that you're focusing on there? So with a plant-based, we've done a few different things like black soybeans, for instance, chickpeas. Those are probably two of my favorites. Those are two of my favorites for sure. So we want to do that, but also, and I was a vegetarian for gosh, over a decade as a young woman. And it's probably some of the unhealthiest time of my life. And the reason I know the pros and cons of it was we have to get enough fats. We have to get enough high quality protein. And we also have to not get so many carbs, not get so many carbs. And I think that's a often a pro, you know, an issue that many plant-based eaters have. And so I wanted to bring a really balanced plant-based option for, to try it out, to see how you do lower on the carbs, but yet good protein, good fat, very alkalinizing. And the plant-based week is because we are so stressed as well that the alkalinizers are key, the vegetables. And we know that the more diversity you have in your diet, especially with plant-based foods, the more diversity within the gut microbiome, which is critical for our overall health and our immune system, and certainly for healthy menopause and hormone balance and vaginal health too. So that time to spend and to incorporate, to change things up and do this, is to support your gut, to support alkalinity, to support hormonal detoxification in a very clean, easy way, easy to digest way. So, you know. At some point, we've all been sold a big 
fat lie. It's called the protein misconception. So starting in the 1980s, we all believed that more protein equated to more muscle growth. And I'm here to tell you it's a big misconception. This has a great deal to do that our body can only absorb protein that's broken down into smaller building blocks called amino acids. It doesn't matter if you're consuming 30 grams of protein or 300 grams of protein. If you don't have a sufficient supply of enzymes to digest the protein, your muscles will ultimately be unable to use these as vital building blocks. That's why it's crucial you take a high-quality digestive enzyme. The one I trust and use myself is called Masszymes by Bioptimizers. Masszymes is a full-spectrum enzyme formula with more protease than any other commercially available product. With five different forms of protease. Plus, it contains all the other key enzymes you need for optimal digestion. If you're experiencing bloating, gas, or digestive distress, a contributing factor can be that your body is no longer producing as much digestive enzymes. And you can try Masszymes today risk free. They have a 365 day full money back guarantee and is the gold standard in the industry. Go to biooptimizers.com slash Cynthia. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com slash Cynthia and use promo code Cynthia10 for 10% off of any order. Again, that's promo code Cynthia10 for 10% off any order. Mighty Maca is a superfood drink mix full of 30 plus natural ingredients and it was formulated by Dr. Anna Kabeca during her healing journey. Mighty Maca Plus ingredients, which include nourishing ingredients like organic maca powder, turmeric, quercetin, broccoli, parsley, trans resveratrol, pomegranate extract, and more, were carefully selected for immune support to sustain energy, provide mental clarity, and improve recovery. It also tastes delicious. It supports healthy detoxification and alkalinity in the body, balances hormones, fights free radicals, and neutralizes lactic acid, all while increasing your energy and vitality. It helps improve your digestion and reignites your libido. It's a powerful superfood drink mix that needs to be part of your daily routine. And Dr. Anna is offering my listeners 10% off your first purchase by using the link DrAnna.com slash Cynthia. That's 10% off your first per that's 10% off your first purchase by using the link DrAnna.com slash Cynthia. It's delicious and nutritious. What are some of the changes that you see in your female patients with the gut or vaginal microbiome as they're kind of making this transition, maybe perimenopause into menopause? And how it ties into these dietary changes, because I always say it all starts with food and certainly eating the right types of foods will help support our health on so many different ways. Yeah, actually, there was a recent study that was published looking at oral probiotic use and the vaginal microbial balance, right? And found in a relationship, I always say the vagina is an extension of the gut. I mean, it really is that mucosal lining and we need bacteria in the vagina and we need a nice low acidic pH. That's first line defense, right? That cervix opens up into our womb. That is a first line defense. And so I, I think that's, it's important to understand that, number one. Number two is the way we've implemented the keto green plan. I've heard back from so many women. So definitely higher desire, which is always a very good thing. Lower inflammation, less if 
not eliminated completely vaginal infections. And that's really powerful as well as bladder symptoms, the accidental cough or sneeze. And so that, and regular bowel movement. So less, I mean, all of us will have relaxation of our muscles as we get older. So pelvic floor exercise, everyone just squeeze the pelvic floor. That's a reminder right now. It's really important that we do those till we die. So keep up with that. So pelvic floor exercises is critical to have good blood flow to the pelvic floor and good muscle. And incorporating these plants, we see that overall improvement in vaginal health. I mean, I can't tell you, I mean, I used to have yeast infections all the time, be constipated all the time. I mean, decades of my life was like that. You know, I don't even remember my last yeast infection or the last time I was constipated, except when I had dairy. Dairy is a big constipator, especially if you're food sensitive, I mean, dairy sensitive. So that's always like, did I have something with dairy in it? Sure enough, right? Something got snuck into my eating plan or I consciously made that decision and had some amazing dairy typically in a sweet or a cheese, right? So like that your body tells you, your body tells you, but sometimes it's so numbed down, you know, it's just numb and it's yeah. not, you don't even know. Well, and that's it's interesting. I, I mean, to speak over you, but it's interesting how many women think it's normal not to have a bowel movement every day. And the ironic thing, and I, I can't take credit for this, but a functional medicine provider said to me jokingly, you know, that a woman's hormones are properly balanced if she's happy, hungry, and horny. Yes. And so that really, I said, wow, that's like an oversimplification, but that's sobering. Like how many women walk around being none of the above, you know, their hunger starts getting blunted, probably North of 40, whether or not it's related to muscle mass loss, with sarcopenia or, you know, loss of estradiol. I haven't fully delayed gastric emptying. I'm not sure what really mitigates that, but certainly, you know, if your libido is waning, you're not happy. There's clearly something going on that needs to be addressed. And it's not normal to feel that way. And what we're really saying to women is, through nutrition, you can help better balance not only your hormones, but your health on so many levels. You don't have to live with the limiting beliefs that you have to be unhappy with the way that your body is or the way that you're feeling in your body. I think that's hugely important. Some of the other things that start to, you know, can be problematic, you know, you had touched on weight loss resistance, which I know is something that we both deal with, with our inpatient population. What are some of the more common reasons you see in your practice? This is mitigated over. Yeah, for sure. And, and just back on that happy, hungry, and horny, I like that too. And I just think that's the power of three most important hormones, right? There's cortisol, insulin, and oxytocin. And so always hone in on those. When we get those in balance, life is good. Life is good. So really looking at those three things, it's a nice thing. And then back to the constipation comment on my questionnaire as an OBGYN, I had, are you constipated? You know, and many women would say no. And then I got clever and I started asking, because you can on pelvic exam, you can tell someone's constipated. She said she wasn't constipated. How many bowel movements a day do you have? And she said, a day, I have one or two a week. I'm like, that is constipated. Wow. One or two a day is not constipated. But, you know, it's like, well, that's been my normal for 30, 40 years. I'm like, it's so number one reason you're not feeling good. Ugh. It is so the number one reason you're not feeling good. And so it's just heartbreaking, but it's so liberating when you can help 
women through that. And so dietary lifestyle and getting rid of food sensitivities, adding probiotics and replenishing a healthy gut motility. And you'll never have that ever again. I don't care if you've dealt with it for 40 years. So it is a very common thing and it's, you don't have to deal with it. You don't need laxatives. You know, you don't have to go that route and don't go that route. It's devastating. Address the underlying reason why you're constipated because you're not born constipated. And we know that when we're moms and we have babies, right? They're constipated. They're miserable. Oh my God. They are just so miserable. And then what caused that kind of, oh, we have to maybe change what you're eating if you're breastfeeding or change what the formula you're giving them. And I mean, it's so true for us too. It doesn't change. So I wanted to emphasize that. And then with the concept of weight loss resistance, sometimes it's just because we're doing the same thing every day, even if it's good for us. Another aspect, it's stress. And that can deplete us in many different ways. A third is certainly, you know, it, the lack of, of changing things up or getting in like with physical exercise or activity. But then, then a really big fourth is hormone disruption, hormone disruptors in our skincare, in our food sources. And, and that's like often so far from our perceived consciousness, because we're like, how can that really, if I'm drinking out of a plastic bottle, how is that really going to hurt me? Are you kidding me? It's devastating, not just to you, but to your, you know, unborn fetus, you know what I mean? Like to, you know, to generation, it's devastating. The pesticides, herbicides, the flame retardants, and you have to be so aware of these things, you know, and a friend of mine told me another colleague, a physician, Dr. Ellie Campbell out of Atlanta, she said to me, she goes, you know, you can't get healthy in the same environment you got sick in and boom, right? I think it's so important, you know, oftentimes we have to make some significant changes and it could be as simple as we remove one inflammatory food. Maybe we go to bed a little bit earlier. Maybe we, you know, make a commitment to walking 5,000 steps a day, which if someone's been a couch potato, that may, may seem woefully overwhelming or try a new food. That's one of the things that my family and I are working on. We talking about bitter vegetables, radicchio, which is so beautiful. We roast it and it's bitter. And I remind them, I like to say that we're so, our palates are so sensitized to sugar that when we have bitter, we, we almost reject it. Like I can't eat that, but I remind them of the benefits of eating bitter foods and how they help with detoxification and making sure that our, you know, our gallbladders, you know, the bile in our gallbladders is viscous or not as viscous. It's that it's able to help break down and emulsify fats. And so getting outside your comfort zone is really, you know, that what we're encouraging women to do is to, you know, don't stay eating, you know, chicken with broccoli every day, try different things, try to push yourself, try a new food. Do you have any favorite recipes in this book that you helped create? Oh yeah, definitely. My modification of my tabbouleh is like from the Middle Eastern tabbouleh, you use burgul or cracked wheat in it, right? And so instead I was like, I used cauliflower rice, but sometimes I don't have cauliflower rice. And, you know, even then, so, and it's never riced enough, right? So I have to chop it really fine. And so then I started using, I didn't have anything else in my fridge and I had some bean sprout or some broccoli sprouts in there. So I chopped up broccoli sprouts, added it to my tabbouleh. It's phenomenal. It is a phenomenal recipe because you would never think, right? Just because with the tabbouleh, with the classic tabbouleh, you have that crunch mm -hmm. and those sprouts added in at the end, nicely chopped up. I mean, gives you that crunch. And then you've got your chopped, your tomatoes, your onion, your parsley, your olive oil and lemon juice and salt. And it's really simple. 
and parsley is a natural diuretic and it's a potent methylator. It is a weight loss, you know, extreme food is so good for you in so many ways. So that's one that I, I really loved and I modified. Ooh, Cynthia, another one. When you come visit me in Dallas, I'm taking you to this little restaurant that's walking distance from my condo here. And, but I am moving. I'm actually getting a house here. But anyway, so it's called Up on Knox, a little restaurant on the corner. And they have a cauliflower soup. And I was like, oh my God, I love this cauliflower soup. It was so creamy and hot and delicious. And I was like, what can I do? You know, I can add some bacon to it. Vegetarian. It's in my vegetarian section. So there's no bacon in it this time. So I invited some of my daughters, uh, one of my daughter's rodeo girlfriends over and, and her mom to come over. And last minute she goes, well, my husband's coming too. And I was like, oh shit, I just made cauliflower soup, but there's definitely not enough. So I had leeks. I don't know why, but I had leeks in the fridge. There's really big, beautiful leeks. And I chopped it up to just, you know, not all the way into the green because then you have green soup. And I sauteed them into my cauliflower. I sauteed them and then added into the cauliflower, the cauliflower, and then pureed everything together. And it's this gorgeous cauliflower leek soup. So, and you can add some, sprinkle some black pepper on if you want to add some burst to that too. But if you're autoimmune, you don't want to add the black pepper and very careful on that. But you know, that's how some of these recipes are created is just through accident ingenuity. And just because leeks are great for sulfation, number one, really important for hormonal detoxification, especially estrogen detoxification. It's important to make glutathione and it boost our immune system and cauliflower, of course, excellent for estrogen detoxification to improve the pathways that we detoxify estrogen. So the combination of the food is very hormone balancing. It's even better, right? Than any I could, you know, any of them by themselves. And that's the comp, you know, having the right combinations and it just tastes amazing. Tasted me. I'm hungry for it now, but I am fasting. <laughs> I am fasting today as we're talking because I'm talking to you. I'm like, I got to fast today. Yeah. Okay. No, we're I'm, fasting I'm with my keto green group too. Yeah. No, I'm literally, my mouth is watering, imagining these delectable recipes and obviously the photos. I mean, the food photography is unbelievable. The last question I wanted to ask you about, and I'm sure you see this mistake made by a lot of women, well-meaning women, we've been conditioned to believe that we should be very carbohydrate focused. And yet I find that the value of protein really kind of gets lost in the mix. Have you found that to be the case as well with your patients that they focus on carbs, they think about some vegetables and then there are minuscule amounts of protein. And I always remind women that protein is so satiating. We should not skimp on the protein. Yeah. I say, do you want muscle? Eat protein. <laughs> It really, that amino acid blend, especially carnitine, right? We can get that from our animal meat sources. And, you know, one of the supplements I insisted on throughout pregnancy was carnitine, right? And so we just really good for brain health, for cognition. There's so much issues with that attention deficit, et cetera. Carnitine is really beneficial that way. So I think that, you know, we sometimes forget, especially, you know, when I was a plant-based eater, that was a really big challenge for me. And so at making sure you're getting good proteins and, you know, non-GMO miso, fermented miso or tempeh, I mean, those are good sources. You're not going to get breast cancer from eating tofu. I mean, you're just not, I can tell you because we know soy isoflavones improve estrogen detoxification down the healthy pathways, but it's such a common misunderstanding and it's a shame, but yeah. 
And then I think that's where high quality protein becomes. And the other thing too, being a conscientious shopper and being aware of hormones and antibiotics that are in many of the foods we eat, especially when we're going out. That's why guys, we have to make decisions with our money for our lifestyles. So it's, you know, you're eating out and if you're eating chicken, it's been given antibiotics. You just gave your gut a dose of antibiotics, killing off all the good work you've done, eating your kimchi and sauerkraut and kombucha, whatever, you know? So you have to replenish, but also I think there's that piece too. It's more expensive to buy grass-fed and finished free range food. It's more, unless you're a hunter and let me know, because I will definitely get some good stuff from you and fish too. worry about heavy metals, right. And pollution in our water. We, you know, it's just, it makes it hard to be a consumer when we're thinking, oh my gosh, these protein sources are so damaged and where we have to make decision. Well, we really don't need a lot of good, high quality food. We become very, very satisfied very quickly if we don't have a lot. If you bypass the bread when you're eating out and you have the great protein, healthy fats, and then finish it off if you're in the evening or celebrating with your carb, right? In that order. So we don't get those blood sugar highs and lows that wake you up at 3 a.m. or make you hungry in the middle of the day. So understanding that is powerful. And our mutual friend, I think Gabrielle Lyons really pushes that protein piece and for muscle. And that's so important as we get older. Also, the other piece that people don't talk about with eating meats, for instance, and again, I like to cycle into plant-based, don't get me wrong, but with eating meat is sometimes dental, right? You're getting older, you have dental issues, it's harder to chew. So just, you know, start getting some carrots, sharpen up that those teeth. I mean, definitely don't let that, you know, if you have, I mean, the whole dental thing is a whole nother discussion, but it's something to understand what's the barrier to getting so much meat. Is it hard to chew? What can we do around that? And that's, you know, our high quality protein and the balance of that. Cause I find it's easier to, to get more animal proteins, but the balance is eating vegan proteins. And I use vegan proteins in my shake and my keto green shake, because, you know, sometimes we need that easy absorbed plant-based protein for digestion. And, and also I know many times there's issues or barriers to getting all that good grass-fed, grass-finished buffalo meat and whatever else. I'm yeah, hungry. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I think meeting people where they are, you know, it's interesting. I've been prepping for a podcast with James Nestor. I don't know if you've read the book breath, but I've now read it twice. And he talks about how modernized farming practices and processed foods, people aren't chewing as much. And that has a net impact on the maturation of bone in the mouth and impacts the anatomy of our mouths. And so it's fascinating, like the chewing piece, like it just, it's ironic that you bring that up that could certainly be an impediment for some people if they have, you know, dental caries or they've had teeth removed or they just have pain when they chew. But I think it's such a good point about meeting our patients where they are and helping to find out what is the, as you mentioned, impediment to them making different protein choices. Well, I'm so thrilled that we were able to have this conversation today. And I do agree that our books are so aligned. So for listeners that are wanting to find a book that is specific to the needs of women in middle age, Menu Pause is definitely it. You definitely want to check it out. Dr. Ann and I are super aligned on fasting and low carb, but I love that you have different types of 
methodologies throughout the book. You know, there's a carnivore piece, there's a plant-based piece, there's a cleanse piece, there's, you know, higher carbs. And then obviously the classic keto green, let listeners how know how they can connect with you. Where can they buy the book? Where can they find out more about you as well as the rest of your books? We'll include all those links as well as your podcast. Ah, thank you. Yes. I can't wait to have you on my podcast as well. And one of the places, just the best place to find me is at my website, dranna.com, D-R-A-N-N-A.com. And when you buy the book, there is the, the menu pause book page and you'll be able to get amazing free bonuses. So it created, built out some, you know, easy shopping plans and, you know, menus at a glance. And so great additional and the daily activity checklist, all these good things that I find to be very helpful. So that's for you as the book bonuses. And I look forward to giving you those and anywhere books are sold. So support your local booksellers and you can, of course, get it on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. And I appreciate that. Thank you, Cynthia. It's great to be here with you today. Absolutely. I know my listeners will really embrace and enjoy this conversation that we've had today. We'll have to have you back again soon. I look forward to it. Thanks. If you love this podcast episode, please leave a rating and review, subscribe and tell a friend. Just as you carefully choose the cut of meat or freshness of produce that you cook at home, you should carefully choose chemical-free cookware that provides a healthy and safe cooking experience. The materials in 360 cookware are safe, sustainable, and of the highest quality. Their cookware is 100% free from any toxic chemicals as the company produces quality stainless steel cookware and bakeware without added chemicals, and all are manufactured in the United States. It's also the leading manufacturer that equips kitchens with cookware and bakeware that are free of all of the toxic chemicals and coatings, including PFAS, Teflon, and ceramic. And the best thing is that when used properly, the product's construction provides nonstick properties in a product that can be passed down through generations. Go to www.360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. Again, that's 360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. We've been using their products over the last several months and have really been pleased with not only the durability, but ease of cleanliness.